Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Well, hey there, and welcome to Rachel Wojo's Untangling Life Podcast. I'm so glad to have you today. And I'm excited to share my friend, Rachel Adams, is someone that I met just last year, and the Lord has intersected our paths in such a cool way. Rachel, I'm so glad to have you today. Well, I'm so glad to be here. And God really did intersect our lives in a really cool way, and you've been such a blessing to me. So thanks for having me here today, and thanks for just being a friend in real life as well. And we both have the name Rachel, so it's Rachel with an A, which is you, and Rachel with plain E, which is me. I'm not known to beat around the bush a whole lot. I usually just get right into our conversation today. And today we're really talking about hope. Both of us love to share hope with the world, right? And so would you just share a little bit more about who you are and what you do? I do love to talk about hope and I I love to talk about love. And I think because I have found the love of Christ, that that is my heart's desires to to share his love with everybody. That's my hope is that I share his love with everybody that I come into contact with. And so I'm a small town Kentucky girl born and raised, and I have been married to my college sweetheart for 17 years. And together we have two children, Will and Kate, who we named uh, before the royal couple got married. (laughs) And they are in middle school. And so most of my days are spent, we have a hobby farm, 45 acres, half wooded, half pasture, and we own a recycling business together, my husband and I, and I write and, and podcast and work at my local church. And and just it's a joy just to get to to be a wife and a mom and a church member and and to get to serve in ministry in, in a plethora of ways. Yes. So when I first met you, I was immediately drawn to you because you were holding a book and the book was just so beautiful. I was like, what is that? That's just gorgeous. And so go ahead and share with us what the title of your book is. So it's called A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. Uh, But here's the secret, Rachel. It doesn't take 52 days to have a significant life. You're already significant. (laughs) I appreciate you saying it's beautiful. It's just really simple. It's, it's got gold foil on it and it's, it's, it's silver and it is simple. And I think that I wanted it. It's got little gold flecks on it. And, um, I envision long, a little goes a long way is kind of like all the way to the streets of gold. That's kind of the, the behind the scenes, um, imagery that. that is in my heart when, when the cover was created. I have admired you as a podcaster, and I wondered if you would share what made you start podcasting in the first place. You know, the the backstory of this is is actually, it's actually a, a God story in many ways, because in college, I thought I wanted to be Katie Couric. Um, I really just admired her and wanted to be on the Today Show. And, um, but I had a broadcast journalist class. I, you know, I went, that was my major. And, um, but I started taking these classes, public speaking classes. And I thought, you know what? I don't have what it takes to do this. I, mm-hmm. I cannot, I can't do this line of work, which is kind of funny because that's exactly what I'm doing now. Uh, <laughs> God, I think has such a sense of humor. And, and so I actually dropped out of that major and switched to business. 
So fast forward two decades later into my life now, I was uh, sitting in a church pew and in front of me was a love offering envelope. And typically those are for monetary giving. But in that moment, in that church pew, I felt like the Lord just whispering to my heart, Rachel, you are my love offering. I've given you my love. And so how are you going to offer my love to those around you? And so I, I'm, I'm just very... And and this isn't a false humility. This just really is just, I, I feel like who I am. I, I feel very inadequate and very insecure in the gifts that I've been given. And, and God's doing a real work in my heart and in that way. Um, and so I thought, you know what, Lord, I don't know. I doubt what I have to offer. And so a friend of mine, she said, you know what, Rachel, it would be really neat if you could just start to interview other people. You know, you may doubt what you have to offer, but so many people are offering their gifts and their talents wherever they are with the people that they're around. You could at least ask the questions. Wouldn't that be neat if you could do that? And then we could find out how do we live out the greatest commandment? We know that we're supposed to love the Lord God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. We know we're supposed to do that, but in our humanness. It's really hard to do on a daily basis. And so how are people doing that? And so that was kind of, it was just me and the Lord in the church pew and then a friend just kind of giving me that thought. And then, so I downloaded a a free, a free app on, on my phone and just started with the free app in my phone. And here we are five seasons later and about 250 conversations later and still a whole lot of insecurity and and the Lord that's that's given me a lot more courage than and a lot of great conversations. And it's been such a gift. It has been the gift that I didn't had no plan, had no master plan. But I have loved every second. That is so cool. I love it. It's neat how God blesses in that way. I don't think I've ever shared this with you before. Um, I my very first blog. So the way that I came about blogging was that I knew the Lord was calling me to share messages from him that I was learning through his word, through other people, through my own circumstances. I knew he was calling me to do that. And I first started by going to my pastor and saying, Hey, I believe that the Lord has called me to teach women, to share with women. And I will never forget that day. I could see him now in his chair even And so he repeated back to me. So you believe that you're called to minister to women and to lead women. And I said, yes. And he folded his arms and he said, well, why don't you drop off that Bible study that you're talking about to my secretary and I'll look it over and I will call you back. I'll let you know. And so I filled every, his every request. I went home. I was so excited. I polished up that Bible study the best that I could. I printed it out. I put it in a beautiful binder and I took it and dropped it off to the secretary and I never heard a word from him again. And some people are like, what? That's horrible. But I actually look back on that and say, God was moving in a different direction. He was just doing something so unique. So that was at the point that I started to blog for the first time. And my very first blog And the reason this is significant for our conversation today is that my very first blog was called Just a Mom with a Heart for God. And so I think back on that now, and really it was an honest label that I was just a mom. I I was not anybody special. I was not anybody who anticipated having this message that would resonate across the world. I just was walking out in obedience 
and really wasn't wholly sure of how to walk out this in obedience. So I think that's where your story really resonates with me today is that I, I honestly questioned my significance in the world. And I think most of us do. Most mothers, most women, most humans, we question why are we really here and what is my job in this world? So when you think about that, as someone who helps others understand their relevance in this world because of the path that you've walked, what would you say to the younger me, that mom who wrote just a mom, what would you say to her? What would you whisper in her ear to encourage her heart? Well, I have said that so frequently. I've said those exact same words. I'm just a mom. I'm just a stay at home mom. I'm just a writer. I'm just a podcaster. Um, I'm just a small, a girl from a small town from Kentucky. I think I just said that in our interview. Yes. At Rachel. And, you know, I even hear, I, I lead a Bible study at my local church and I hear that from the ladies that are retired mm. in my, in my Bible study. They're like, well, they've already, they're not working anymore and they're not raising children anymore. And they're looking at their life and they're saying, what am I doing now? And even physically, they're not able to do what they once were able to do. And I even found that I, I had a, a, a surgery not long ago and I think a lot of us really struggle with this when we're very performance oriented, we're very results driven and, and, and want to see the fruit of our labor. And so if we can't quantify that, we really, really struggle. And especially in a world, I think when bigger, you know, this culture tells us like bigger is better and we're always just chasing more and more and more. So um, I had this health struggle about a year ago and I was down and out for about six weeks and I could do nothing. And so I just had this really struggle with the the Lord and wrestling like, okay, I couldn't even, I could not even drive my kids. I could not make meals. I could not do laundry. You know, all my like tasks of, of my value and my significance that usually like, well, what worth am I? I'm, I'm doing, I'm reading books. I'm watching TV. I can pray. Like, what good is any of this, you know? And, um, I felt like the Lord say, you know what, Rachel, you are just as significant to me now as you were six weeks ago. And it was such a good work in my heart. And it was such a sweet reminder for me. And I think back to even my children. You know, my children were significant to me and I loved them just as much when they were in my belly as when I held them for the very first day. They had done nothing to earn that love. I just loved them simply for who they were. And I feel like the Lord is the exact same way with us. He loved us just because we are created. And I think that that is something we have to remember. We have inherent significance simply because we are created in God's image, apart from anything that we do. We do not have to earn God's love. And so I think we have to start there. And that's where in the very beginning, when I said, we don't have to, it doesn't take 52 days to earn a significant life. You know, that that's the secret. You already are inherently significant because God made you. Mm, That's so good. And each of us are unique and individual. We look at the Psalms and say, you created me in my mother's womb. You knit my soul together before the world even knew what I looked like. And so remembering that significance and that uniqueness, I think, is where we often struggle for sure. I'm thinking about this phrase when I think about your your pretty book and how I was so attracted to it. This phrase on the back that said, small acts 
done with great love carry enormous impact. Small acts done with great love carry enormous impact. So I would love for you to share an example of how you've seen that play out in your own life. Gosh, I know your podcast. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This needs to be about 30 minutes. So, um, I mean, I could go on and on and on about this example every single day. But the the person that first comes to mind is my husband. You know, he has loved me with such unconditional, consistent love. But one of the things that he has said to me, because he does know that I struggle so much, he used to think I was fishing for compliments, but now he just knows <laughs> that I struggle. And so years and years ago, he said, Rachel, if you could only see yourself through my eyes, it would change your world. Mm. And not everybody I know has that kind of encouraging voice in their home or in right. their life. Right. And so what I want everybody listening right now to know is that God is saying that over you today. Mm-hmm. If you could only see yourself through my eyes, hear, hear God saying to you, daughter, if you could only see yourself through my eyes, it would change your world. And so what does it look like to believe in somebody, to say an encouraging word, a word of affirmation? What does a word of affirmation and a belief in somebody what does that do for you? You know, if I get an encouraging text or like, I I believe in you, I believe in your dream. You can do this, persevere, keep going. It does something in you that that just changes you. And so my husband has just been my biggest cheerleader consistently. He supported me to, you know, to, in my writing dreams and um, in just so many, in so many different ways um, on a daily basis. And so I, I would say his great love has had an enormous impact on my life that I pray that now has a domino effect into my children's life and, 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 and beyond. Yeah. And I think that small acts done with great love, you know, you're talking about him just giving you words of affirmation. I think about the person you described earlier who is sitting at home, who doesn't necessarily have things to keep their hands busy now like they did once before. You know, my my precious mother-in-law, oh, it's going to make me cry to talk about this, but her husband of 63 years passed away at the beginning of this year. And she suddenly is alone by herself in a house. Her kids all, you know, trying their best to visit when they can and connect with her when they can. But on a daily basis, she's trying to figure out where her significance is. And I think for her, prayer is a huge part of that because that small act, what seems small of praying for someone else can have such a huge impact. And embracing 
where we are in the season that we're in and recognizing that no matter what, how small it is, how small we think it is, God is the one who gives the increase. And so we never know what we're doing, what we're praying, what we're saying. We never know how far those will be taken. That's why they have enormous impact because the Lord blesses it. And you see that exponential growth. I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about in the modern world that they that we live in. Sometimes our language in the Bible that we read, even in the various versions, you know, we can read the NIV. It's definitely a more modern version. We can read the message. It's definitely more modern version, but sometimes the language in the Bible doesn't make sense to us in the world that we live in. So there's a phrase that you kind of use in this book, a little goes a long way. What does it mean, this phrase, being a vessel for God? Because when I think of the word vessel, it could mean I'm a big ship, you know, or it could mean I'm a little jar. I mean, there's just so many ways of thinking about that. And you know me, Rachel, I have this really analytical brain that dissects and breaks down. So when I look at the phrase vessel for God, what does that mean to you being a vessel for God? What that means to me is that we, and it's unfathomable to me that God wants to partner with us, but he does. And so what that means to me is that we get to be his hands and feet to Mm -hmm. impact eternity for generations. And we see that all throughout the Bible. And so being a vessel for him and, and where this comes from, like we are, we are God's temple. And so as we, as we are believers, we receive the Holy Spirit inside of us. And so we have his fruit of the spirit living inside of us to empower us to have the fruit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. And so we can exude those qualities and overflow those qualities wherever we go. And so that is what we are sharing. And those are the little things that we can do. And so every single person that we encounter, you know, the they have a burden, they have a need. And so we can help and meet that need wherever we go. And we see Jesus model this so beautifully. And that's what I love so much about the gospels that he showed us exactly how to do this when he was God with us. You know, Jesus really, even though he was a, he's a great big mighty God. And I never want to discount what he did because he, you know, we, we, he's, he is God. And so I would never want to do that. But if you really look at the way that he lived, he walked along the roads and he shared meals with people and he attended weddings and funerals and he would, hold children and wash feet. And he shared one cup of water with one woman beside a well. Um, And so I think if nothing was too insignificant for the savior of the world, there is nothing that is too insignificant for me and for you. And so he was a vessel um, of, of the gospel and of the good news. And so we too carry him inside of us. And so we can be a gospel, a, a vessel of the good news and of the gospel as well. I think what's so sweet is just last week, I think maybe after I had asked if we could connect or uh, somewhere along in the conversation when my mind was thinking about this topic of significance, I woke up and it was just a normal everyday day. And I looked at my task list and I was like, okay, Lord, this is going to be a pretty boring day because it's all just 
go drop off the shipping, go to the UPS store, do this, do that, you know, all these little tick tick marks of things that have to be done. We live in a, a practical world where the dishes have to be washed and the laundry has to get folded and all of those things. And so sometimes those things feel like they're so insignificant. And I just woke up that morning and I was like, okay, Lord, I'm giving this list to you. And whoever comes on my path, would you just intersect me me with people, open my eyes to their needs that I can act in that moment, whether it's a smile, a hello, a how are you, a wave, something that will bring significance to this pretty mundane task list here. And um, so I went on the way, I dropped off the shipping, I got to the UPS store. And when I arrived at the UPS store, there was a truck out in front of the store and a lady at the back of it. She was kind of blocking the way a little bit. And my first thought when I pulled in was, Ooh, I hope that someone doesn't hit her or there isn't a problem because that's not in a good place. But I parked and I, as I approached, I noticed her that one of her arms was kind of dangling a little bit and there's a box on the ground and there's her truck is open in the back And I said, do you need some help? And she said, oh my goodness, yes. I just had shoulder surgery a week ago. And I don't know what made me think that I could get this box into the UPS store. And so the box is on the ground and it clearly, it wasn't a super heavy box. I mean, I could pick it up, but it wasn't something she should have been lifting. And so I said, let me help you. And I picked it up. And I, she said, I'll park the truck so it's not in the way. So she moved and parked and I brought it in, took it on the counter, did my transaction. And then as I was walking out, she said, thank you. I was standing there praying for someone to come and help me. And I just thought, how great is our God that just a little encounter at the UPS store, he could intersect my prayer with her prayer Mm -hmm. and let me be the vessel that allowed his love to pour out into her for that moment. And I think there are more of those moments that await us, but just, we need to have an awareness. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. That's a, that's such a beautiful example. And you're, and you're right. I mean, really, I think we're even tempted to read the Bible um, in just those big moment ways, you know, we look for the milestone moments. It's like just really like the, 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 the big moments of the Bible, but really they're, they're all kinds, our lives are made up of just the little moments and you're right. We miss out on them and we just overlook them. And so I just, I think that's the biggest thing of, of this devotional. I don't want people to discount the little moments and overlook them, but just to appreciate them. And you're right. Pray Lord, Help me to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit today. Help me to notice the people in front of me. What if you had just been so busy right. and, and, and were not obedient? You would have missed out on that blessing. And then yeah. she would have still been waiting for her prayer and her prayer would have gone unanswered. And so, I mean, every little, every little meal, every little encounter, every little prayer, every little 
every little moment, everything that we have, God can use and God can multiply. And so, yeah, let's just not discount that because I think that that's what the enemy wants us to do. I think that that's his tactic. Honestly, he wants to discourage us and defeat us and, and convince us that none of this matters because when he does, then we're so defeated, then we don't do anything. Right. And so then he wins, but God has work for us to do. And yeah. that's really exciting that we get to be a part of his work. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I think tuning into what the Holy Spirit has for us is so important because it's easy just to, it would have been easy for me to just brush by her. It would have been easy just for me not to even see her, to be so busy that I just walked past without even see her. But I think because I want to be sensitive to those moments, then the Lord opens my eyes to see them and he keeps me aware. I have an awareness for them. And I think we've really covered what it looks like to live out this message of a little goes a long way in our conversation. Is there anything else you would like to share, Rachel, with our listeners regarding this message? As you were sharing that story about how you you were open to give the love, I think also be open to receive it. Um, because I actually have a story on the flip side where I was the one that needed the help and somebody came up to me and said, Hey, can I help you? <laughs> he said, yes, I need it. And it was a, his name is Jim and he is a 90 year old man. And this was years ago, but he has become a grandfather figure to me. Mm-hmm. And had I, in that moment, I've been prideful and be like, no, I don't need your help. I'm okay. You know how we can are prone to be like, oh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. You know, um, I would have missed out on a relationship with a, a grandfather figure because my grandfather is in heaven. And so um, I, I'm just, I would say, be open to give the love and be open to receive the love too, because every so moment is, is important. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and so, yeah, they're significant in, in every moment. And so be open to that. I love that. So, so good. The Lord has a way of keeping me humble and putting me in places where I need to be okay with asking for help. Me too. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this conversation today. It's really encouraging to know that, in the middle of the mundane, God is working and that there is significance to our servanthood and what he's called us to do. And I appreciate your heart and your message and this beautiful devotional. Can you tell all of us where to find you? Where's the best place to find you? And I'll be sure to include a link to this cute little resource. And I say little, but I mean, you could take a year and do one a week of these and really implement it in your life as you're working through it. This is a beautiful book to keep in your side door of your vehicle and remind yourself when you have those few moments in the hurry and scurry to say, okay, this matters. What I'm doing matters. Picking up and transporting kids safely, that matters. And this is why. And so I think it's just such a great resource to keep handy for all of those reasons, but would you share with us where we can find you, Rachel? Yeah, I would, I would love to connect with everybody. Cause again, I do believe that every encounter uh, does matter. And so you can find me at, at rachelkadams.com and that's with a 
R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And then you can find me at Rachel Adams author on Instagram and Facebook. And then you can listen to the Love Offering podcast on any listening platform. And then you can pick up A Little Goes a Long Way um, anywhere books are sold. And yeah, as you mentioned, I, I think it is really important. We all have a lot on our to-do list. And so I never want to give anybody any more to do, but just to remember to value the little you're already doing because God, God's the one that's going to take it a long way. So good. So good. Thanks so much for being here. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To You podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.